1: Jesus said, if you hold to my teachings, you are really my disciples. Then you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. Several Christians have stumbled because they had faith that God was going to do something in their life, but he didn't do it. But did God really fail them, or were they mistaken in their understanding of faith? Some think that faith is just a feeling, a a feeling of confidence. If you feel something is going to happen, it will. Others think it is an exercise in mental gymnastics to talk ourselves into believing something that we don't really believe. The New Testament teaches us that faith comes by hearing the Word of God. Now let's think about that for a moment. Just as the sense of our physical hearing is dormant until it is struck by sound, so faith in itself is a spiritual sense with no power beyond the voice of God. It's not psyching or hyping ourselves up to be optimistic about something. It's hearing from God. What has God clearly said in His Word and in your life? If you know this and believe this, then you have faith in God. This is Set Free with Ken Legg.
0: Hello and welcome to Set Free with Ken Legg and I'm Phil Edwards. And this week we've been looking at the subject of faith It's an important subject because faith is the means of embracing what God has done on our behalf. Now, Ken, some people place lots of emphasis on connecting faith with our confession,
1: you know, what we say. Do you think that's valid? I think to some extent it is. Now, of course, there's always a point where even our faith or our confession can become a work. And you know when that's happening because the focus is taken off Jesus and comes back onto us again. But I'd like to say that thanksgiving is the language of faith. You know, we, we do know when a person is believing and we know when we ourselves are really trusting in God because it comes out in the way that we speak. And, and I think that uh, thanksgiving is the language of faith. Mm. If we're giving thanks, then we're, we're walking in faith because we're really believing that what God is going to do what he said he was going to do. Now, you find often that um, in the teaching in the New Testament about prayer, Paul always exhorted us to give thanks. And we can often think that, you know, thanksgiving is something that we do after we've received something. But I think that it's also something that we do ahead of time because we're expressing our confidence in what we're bringing before God. Well, that's really faith, isn't it? If we're thanking God for something we haven't seen or or received yet. Yeah. Let's look at some of the things that Paul said, for example, in Colossians. He says, as you have therefore received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in him, rooted and built up in him and established in the faith as you have been taught abounding in it with thanksgiving. So as we walk through our Christian life, we're continuously giving thanks saying, God, you're sufficient. You know, you, you your grace is with me right now, and you are, are making me able in this situation to be all that I need to be and to do all that I need to do. Uh, in the Philippians epistle, he said this um, that we are to offer supplications with thanksgiving. Mm. So as we offer up our prayers, we do so giving thanks that God is going to honour his word and God is going to give us those things that we're asking of him.
0: I love some of the words, you know, the terms that are in there, continue earnestly, be vigilant, some of the things that are there in Colossians. Is it fair to say that the flip side of that is that complaining is actually the language of unbelief, perhaps? Yeah, I
1: believe it is. I think that's a good way to put it because uh, you look at uh, the children of Israel in the wilderness, for example, um, they kept whinging and complaining and talking about going back to Egypt. Why did they do that? Because there was no faith in their heart. They they were an unbelieving generation. They didn't believe that God would do what he said he would do and bring them into the promised land. They looked at the circumstances. They saw the giants. They saw the obstacles, and they voiced their unbelief by their complaining. So Thanksgiving is the language of faith. It's an expression of our faith, whereas uh, complaining is really uh, an expression of of what's in our heart, which is unbelief. I guess in many ways you could say that faith
0: breeds more faith, and unbelief breeds more unbelief. Yeah, the, the whole thing of the confession of of your mouth. Is it fair to say though that you can tell if someone is trusting God or not by what they actually say?
1: Look, I think it is to uh, you know. I, I mean, I, I wouldn't even judge other people. <laughs> I look at my myself, and uh, I know by what's coming out of my mouth whether I really believe what I'm professing. I do believe mm-hmm. by the way that I talk about it as time goes on and as I look at circumstances and so on. Now, it's interesting to look at the life of Jesus in this respect because um, he often gave thanks to the Father uh, as an expression of faith, not just for what the Father had done, but as an expression of faith in what he was going to do. For example, um, you know when he fed the 5,000, know, he took the loaves and he took the fishes and he gave thanks. Now, we can say, "Oh, he was just saying grace." <laughs> that's that's the way I used to read that. Is that Jesus was just giving thanks to the Father for what they were about to partake of? But actually, later on in that um, chapter, in John chapter six, uh, we read that um, when the people saw that Jesus wasn't there, um, they saw other boats coming from Tiberius near the place it says where they ate bread after the Lord had given thanks. Isn't that amazing? John actually makes a point of that was where Jesus gave thanks. That's what they noticed at that moment. Is not that he said grace, but that he was in control. He knew what the Father was going to do, mm. and he thanked Him in advance for what He was going to do. In fact, um, I often see, uh, you know, say this about um, Jesus that He kind of got things back to front in terms of the way that we do things. You know, we we pray before we do something, and we give thanks after we've received it. But you find that Jesus often gave thanks ahead of time like here and also at the tomb of Lazarus, you know, when he came there and everyone was crying and weeping. He thanked the Father. He gave thanks that the Father was in control. He knew what he was going to do. And uh, he thanked the Father as an expression of his faith. And then often when Jesus did something miraculous, like when he fed the, the multitude, he would go away and pray afterwards. So you're saying, you're saying Jesus got it the wrong way around. <laughs> <laughs> uh, in comparison to us, of course, uh, you, you know what I'm saying. Is, I yeah. mean, you know, I'm not making a doctrine here, but I'm saying is uh, just an observation I came across. Mm. You know, we often pray for things to happen as if, you know, our prayer is making those things happen. Yep. And then we give thanks afterwards. Jesus thanked God ahead of time expressing his faith, his confidence in the Father. And when those things happened, He went away and spent time alone in prayer. almost like saying, now let's not get carried away here. I know that this came and this happened because, Father, you initiated this. All I did was to respond to what you were initiating. And really it gets back to, we were talking about this yesterday, that, that God is initiating
0: things in our lives. We need to be really in tune with that. And it really is faith if we're going to express thanks before something has happened like Jesus has done that. Um, we're saying we're in your hands, God. We are trusting you completely.
1: Yeah. In fact, I think we're actually saying three things when we give thanks ahead of time regarding the promises of God. First of all, we're thanking God that whatever situation we're in, God is in control. Mm. He's always in control, you know, and we're giving thanks for that, that we're just kind of really um, getting our bearings here. Lord, you're in control. Secondly, we're giving thanks that he has not left us in that situation without resources deal with it. His grace is going to be sufficient for us. We're giving thanks for that. And thirdly, we're thanking God that even though we might not know what's going to happen, we know that all things are going to work together for good. Now, Abraham, as we've said, is the father of faith. He's the father of those who believe. And we we see this principle in operation in his life. You know, for example, in Genesis chapter 12, when Abraham was given another promise concerning the land That God was given to him, Mm -hmm. in response to that, he built an altar. You know, he worshipped God. You know, it hasn't it hadn't yet become a reality. It was something that was future for him and especially of course for his seed, his physical seed, but he built an altar there to thank God, as if to say, Yes, Lord, I believe you, I know you're gonna do it, and I'm thanking you for it. We see it again when um you know, he and Lot had separated He'd actually given half the land over to Lot, you know, which wasn't his to do. You know, he, God had given it to him, not to his nephew. Yeah. And then God came back to him and reassured him that the land was his and his descendants. And he, once again, he built an altar to the Lord there, giving thanks to God, expressing his trust and his confidence in what God was going to do. Mm. And and God
0: has given us promises, and we need to thank Him for the fulfillment of those promises in our own life, don't we? Absolutely. Be listening to Ken Legg and set free on the subject of faith and we'll have more tomorrow. Until then, remember you don't have to carry that baggage because God wants you to be set free.
1: For books, DVDs, small group studies and other resources from Ken Legg and details about Ken's ministry, shop online at vision.org.au. That's vision.org.au.